Hello and welcome to episode 27 of the Rams Town Podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Jose. And today's episode is Pocket Monster Problems. Pokemon Black and White 2 just came out, and we're going to talk about why we didn't buy them. Yes, didn't buy them. They're the biggest DS games of the fall, and we skipped right over them, and we'll explain why later in the show. And we'll talk about our thoughts on the original games, because, you know, they're still relevant two years after release. But yeah. first... 2007 me is appalled. Yeah, I, I, my older self would be shocked that I'm skipping a Pokemon you game. younger self? Younger self, thank you. No, I time travel. I go back. I'm, ba- I'm Benjamin Button. I go backwards. So my older self. All right. Yep. Anyway, for- <laughs> I haven't seen for- that movie. Saw so was a little. Oh, Benjamin Button. He go. He's born old and dies as a baby. Doesn't that seem like a good he thing? He ages backwards. Yeah, it you're, is a good thing. You're born retired. You eventually get a good job. Yeah, automatically. I, I'm Benjamin. You go into infancy and yeah. don't do shit. And then you die, and you always remember dying. Well, you obviously won't remember dying, but you're too young to realize what's going on, so it's not bad. Anyway. News. What's up with Nintendo this week? There's actually a strange... You should know. Oh, I should. You should. I mean, your co-host. You, you better. I know some. <laughs> anyway, it's a weird mix this week of odd things. We usually try and start with some positive news, but this is some big and kind of negative news that I feel might be worth kicking off the show with. So that's... Uh, we still don't know about the Miiverse, which is the we use uh, online infrastructure. We still don't know the whole detail. We know all the details. I mean, we know it's a social network. And we know it's kind of like Nintendo's Facebook for gamers or Twitter for gamers, and all the games plug into it. Are, they, we, are they still um, leaking out? I mean, not leaking out. Is Nintendo still planning on announcing more news? I am at, They have I to. I mean, we're less than a month away, they and we still to. don't really know. Yeah, there are rumors of uh, another Nintendo that... Direct happening at some point, but presumably within the next week or two. Yeah, because I feel this but, makes it or breaks it for a lot of people. It does, and here's the thing: the cracks. And this is why I'm saying it's bad news. We're starting with the cracks are beginning to show in the service, like the facade's starting to crumble a little. We learned three facts that aren't so good in terms of uh, compare how comparative Miiverse will be to say PSN or Xbox Live. Arguably, the biggest uh, actually, Stephen Totillo, Totillo at Kotaku did some digging and discovered that voice chat has all sorts of weird intricacies. Let's say. So basically how it works is he went back and forth with Nintendo and headset manufacturers like Turtle Beach and P, uh, PDP, and he basically got the following. There's no universal support for in-game voice chat built into the Wii U itself. How it works is each game will have support for in-game chat. For example, Nintendo told him that Assassin's Creed 3, Mass Effect 3, and Call of Duty Black Ops 2 will all have voice chat. That's great, but here's the catch. You can't use the gamepad microphone to do that voice chat. The gamepad has a built-in mic. But instead of being able to just talk into the gamepad, you know, like you could with the DS and Metro Prime Hunters or Pokemon or whatever, you have to plug a headset into its headphone jack. It's dumb. It doesn't make sense because the DS was able to do it. Why wouldn't the Wii U? It's too advanced. It's it's so advanced they went backwards in technology. That must be it. Um, but then it gets stranger. So the Wii U's only going to support wired headsets in the sense that you have to plug into the gamepad. Unless... You use a headset that's wireless with a USB dongle, such as what PDP offers with their Afterglow headset, but that will only work if the game specifically allows support for that USB dongle. Otherwise, you have to use the wired headset through the mic on the gamepad. See the issue here? Each game gets to pick how to do voice chat based on whatever it wants, so there's no there's no overarching, here's how voice chat works, there's, works. there's no cross-game voice chat, there's video chat through the Miiverse, but there's no voice chat. Yeah. And you can't do in-game voice chat in Call of Duty, then jump to Assassin's Creed, because one might have a headset that plugs into the mic, uh, mic jack, 
and one might have a headset that uses a USB dongle and then wirelessly transmits. So, there's that. <laughs> it's just like, it just I mean, it's bad, but I mean... It's not horrible, but it's just like... Come on, Nintendo. You're saying you have this unified online presence with Miiverse, and it's going to be completely comparable to Xbox and PSN in the sense of features, and yet you don't allow for a universal voice chat solution. It's just it's just weird. It's like one step forward. Or in this case, it's two steps forward, one step back, opposed to the usual way of the expression. But it's still very strange to me. And even weirder, or interestingly, uh, Turtle Beach claims that the Wii U actually supports Bluetooth. So you can Bluetooth pair eventually pair a Bluetooth headset to the system if someone were to release a Bluetooth head- headset. But based on what PDP is saying about the dongle versus the mic, where you have to pick a format, each game will decide what. Bluetooth may be a whole third thing that only some games will support. So you have one game that needs wired, one game that needs wireless with a dongle, and one game that needs Bluetooth. Yeah, might as well get all of them to be safe. Yeah, you might as well just stock up on like five different pairs of headsets. The upshot, possibly, of all this, is that Nintendo will release their own proprietary headset that will just be compatible all the time. That would be ideal, but the upshot I was going to say is there's a good chance if you're just plugging a headset into the mic jack that you could just use, like, an iPhone earbud with a mic attached, or any headset, presumably. Presumably, it's if you're using the headphone jack and you plug something in, it will work. It's not like Turtle Beach will have, like, some sort of special chip that that Call of Duty will only communicate with the Turtle Beach headset or something. I hope. That'd be awful if they did that. But yeah, long story short, that sounds like kind of a rant against voice chat, which isn't even, like, that crucial of a feature for some people. Like, we, I mean, as Nintendo gamers, we played online without voice chat forever. We just used uh, a lot of phone calls. <laughs> speakerphone. Oh, speakerphone. Speakerphone. But still, like, if Nintendo's really trying to compete, they need to sort this out. It's just so weird. Like, Nintendo gets some stuff and then just screws up this. I don't get it. That's my rant. That's one of the cracks. Crack number two is my second rant. So Call of Duty Black Ops 2, uh, Activision has been saying it's going to be a first-class Call of Duty experience, meaning it'll have everything of its counterparts on the 360 and the PS3. And by the way, I don't Ooh, know... For everybody that wants it. Yeah. I don't know if this is being picked up by the mic, but is there like a war zone outside? There are like 10 helicopters. There actually is. Oh, well... Oh, in honor of Black Ops 2 discussion, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was actually a sound effect we queued. Oh, was it? A sound effect that came from outside? You have someone with a boombox outside the window just We made it right sound, sound like the helicopter was far You're away. in Call of Duty with us right now as we discuss the lack of features. It's funny if they can't even hear the helicopters. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they can't. I, it's just not even... Whatever. Just think of it as, think um, of us as setting we, the mood. All right. We're setting the mood and we're at a heliport at the same time. It's quite handy. Uh, so, <laughs> Black Ops 2. Uh, so, they said it's going to be like a, you know, comparative to the other games. Same multiplayer, same graphical fidelity, all that jazz. It's now coming out. That's not going to be the same because Call of Duty Elite, which is their like crazy stat tracking that used to cost money and just recently went free for Black Ops 2, but why? will not. But why what? Did it why go free? Did it go, because they realized no one's good. Probably because people weren't paying like $10 a year or $20 a year or whatever it was to get stat tracking, which is free in every other shooter. It's kind of dumb. Yeah, it's like Waypoint in Halo, but it costs money. Hey, does it's someone every... I forgot how the expression went. There's one, every bo- There's one born every minute. So, of dumb people that would buy Elite? Something like that. I don't know. Sure, it, it, yeah. Really but it, yeah, maybe one born every minute, but not enough of them were dumb enough to do it. Oh. That's probably why they went free. But anyway, so Call of Duty Elite's a major online component. It's like the ex- it's like an Xbox Live within an Xbox Live. Like, it's Call of Duty online community within the bigger, in this case, Miiverse or Xbox Live or PSN. And it's not going to be in the Wii U version, 
even though Wii U is going to be comparable in every way, it's missing this huge component of the online experience. Hey, but it has the gamepad. Yeah, but it's online is seriously hindered now. Really? Well, I'm, not seriously. Know, it matchmaking actually... is lobbying, but it doesn't have clans, which are powered by Elite. It doesn't have whatever stat tracking you want to do to see how your online performance is. It's missing like those key things. Oh. It's literally just matchmaking. Basically, it's basically like Mario it Kart won't for be Call used Duty. for um, MGA. I mean, major gaming. MLG League, for MLG. Major, major League Gaming, yeah, yeah, basically. But so not only that, but then uh, Activision CEO Eric, where's his name? Sorry, Eric Hirschberg. He was speaking with Polygon, The Verge's uh, gaming sister site, and he told them that when it comes to Elite, this was a few days before they announced Elite wasn't coming, when it comes to Elite, as well as Season Passes and Map Packs, which is all their downloadable content, they're working out the details with Nintendo. Now keep in mind, this is a month, less than a month before the game comes out, and they don't know how they're handling DLC. Don't they need to like put that code in the game? It's just, I don't know, it just strikes me as you can't, that does not look good for Nintendo at all. You can't... Um, Three and a half weeks before the thing launches, go. Oh, we have no idea how we're doing half of the features. Well, it'll sort itself out. Well, maybe. Maybe that they, just means they won't be there. Maybe they're just thinking. Um, at least they have it. I hope not, because that was the <laughs> attitude with the Wii versions, and those were not up to snuff compared to the PS3 and 360 ones. Yeah, that's a good point. And they're marketing it as a first-class Call of Duty. It's comparable to its sister games on other systems. Comparable doesn't necessarily. Well, they, they're saying it. it's. Equal. I mean, I could compare. Uh, that's true. NES to a Wii, and you could argue the trade, <laughs> and you could argue the trade-off is we get the gamepad stuff, including local multiplayer on two screens, I and mean, off TV play. I know for the hardcore that won't cut it, but for no. the, everyone else, I think that they probably wouldn't even. Quite care. frankly, I don't care. I don't think I'm. A, I don't even know if I'm buying the game, and if I buy the game, I don't know if I'm buying the DLC. Call of Duty Elite might have been nice, but it's not like none of that's nece- necessities to me. But what annoys me about this whole thing, and what I find kind of ridiculous, is... You should really buy the game. There's, I probably will. <laughs> but no, what annoys me about it is, like I said, there's only three and a half weeks until the thing comes out. And they still don't have this three ironed out. That weeks. means it's going into production in like two weeks. Maybe one. That's awesome. Yeah, we three and a half weeks. Get excited. Demo stations are out there. I'm getting excited. Demo stations are out there. Ooh, gotta check those out tomorrow. Play the Wii U for the... Fourth, third, third time. Third time. But yeah, demo stations are out there. They have Rayman Legends. And it's nice. It's actually nice seeing Nintendo get the demo stations out so early. It is. Like with the GameCube, I think it was the week before launch. The Wii was like two weeks before launch. This is a, almost a full What was month. the DS? I remember we kept checking them. Uh, 3DS was two weeks before, maybe. Was it two weeks? It felt like a couple of days. Oh, yeah, it was a couple of days. No, it was right before spring break, which was the week, our spring break when we were still in college. The week before it came out. It was two days before spring break. It was about 12 days before it came out. But yeah, it's not. I mean, Nintendo's always been saying, "Oh, the Wii U—you have to get it in your hands to understand it." So it's nice to actually have them getting it in people's hands so far in advance. I feel like they should have it. Well, actually, yeah, Nintendo they're, Land wouldn't really work. For they're really. demoing it with Rayman Legends. Yeah, which, well, I mean, which isn't even out till 2013. Well, I mean, Nintendo Land wouldn't really work because they want to get that asymmetric gameplay. Well, they have the the demo station. I mean, has, just put Metroid. Even then, the demo station actually does have the gamepad and the Wiimote nunchuck both available to play. Yeah. So you can do Rayman 2-player in the demo kiosk. But, I think that's the best thing you could do. Yeah, but they need to do the simplest one, and Rayman's the simplest example of how it works. The simplest and sh- arguably one of the strongest. And I mean, my, it's... And out of my head, not realizing that they wouldn't be able to see that. I agree. What'd you... And oh, I, yeah, you I, nodded. I yeah. nodded, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... um, you just make this a video... Podcast. We should, but then no one. But to see the advantage of this is people can be doing whatever while they listen. I mean, I bet there's someone uh, listening right now while doing laundry, and someone else while driving, and oh yeah, someone else while floating through space. Didn't we all have like, this conversation already? I don't know if we had it on the on the air, so to speak. No, 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 we definitely did. I remember we were suggesting people to do things. Oh, 
Maybe someone's doing homework while listening. Which means they're either not listening to us fully or they're not doing their homework fully. Maybe they're listening to a previous episode of the podcast while listening to this podcast. That would get confusing. But anyway, third... They have split brain, like... Ah, ah, okay. Uh, The third point I was going to make about Miiverse, and then we can move on to... We could stop Jason's soapbox about Miiverse and move on to... Then we can move on to other stuff. Yep. With Jason on another soapbox. And you... Oh no! Well, I, I mean, because we're. <laughs> oh, I, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to set up the fact that um people brace yourselves for Jason Sales Corner later. Oh yeah, Jason Sales Corner coming up. If you like Two. sales and money and game statistics, we got some. Or if you need a break and take a nap, then. We'll... Or if yeah, or if you need a break and take a nap and just don't want to scrub the the uh, play bar forward, you just let it run. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that really makes it sound appealing. <laughs> Depending on the podcast, we we provide naps for you eventually. Yeah. <laughs> We're on the podcast now. It's 100 percent more naps. Uh, it's actually pretty interesting stuff. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it can be, it, especially because it kind of dictates Nintendo's strategy. Once you see those numbers, you know yeah. how Nintendo act going forward. But the third thing I was gonna say is a crack. It's a crack in the Miiverse, but it's a good one. Another maybe. Crack? What? It's third crack. This a third crack. Oh, yeah. But it could be a good one. Like it's a pro. It's like a crack in the facade, like the other two. But it could be in a good way. Tekken Tag Tournament. Well, it's still cracking, but it might be... It's still something that's not comparable to PSN and Xbox Live, but it may be good for the consumer. It's good for the consumer. So it's a crack, but they haven't decided whether it's going to destroy the building or not. It's a crack that's one of those cracks where you go, oh, that's cracking. Not one of the cracks where you go, oh, we need to seal this up before the building collapses on itself. All right, I got it. It's like a chip no, on I, the I, countertop no, instead no, of a crack I, I in got the it, wall. I got it, I got it. I'm just... Yeah, anyway, I, I the it. crack I, is... You crack me up. And, so, uh, and someone's going to, at some point, <laughs> make some... Oh, there's no one else here. I was going to say, someone's going to make a cocaine joke game in it now. Crack, but no, no one's here to oh, do Oh, yeah, that. we're missing that guy that would. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, third crack, which might not be a crack. Uh, Tekken Tag Tournament 2 Wii U Edition, Ooh. that launches on November 18th, will not contain online pass. What? Like the PSN and Xbox ones. What that means, uh, Nintendo gamers have been lucky that we haven't had to deal with this. Online pass is... An annoying... A very annoying thing where paper. when you buy a new game, you get a piece of paper with a code. Enter that code on into the game, you gotta use all the online features as you normally would. Basically, Sell that game back to GameStop, the code does not go with it. The code's one-time use, so if someone else then buys it used, they have to pay extra to get the online that you were privileged with when you got the new game. It's a, it's a crappy way to force people to give money back to the publisher when you it, as bad as occur. I would say it's as bad as day one DLC. I'd say it's worse. Yeah, if not worse. Because, I mean... Online was a staple, if not like free part of it, and now they're saying like, "Oh, our game is good enough right here." Let's well, just... what they're arguing is that GameStop's taking money that they deserve. If, if they put out a game, if, te- if, if when Namco releases Tekken, they expect every copy of Tekken to benefit them financially. They put That's out the true. game, but if K- GameStop's reselling it, uh, Namco doesn't see a penny off those Tekken used sales. So by doing online pass, they get at least some of the money. Yeah, back. it's like the benefit strategy that that guy yeah. wanted to do. The what? Have you ever went? To that guy that wanted to boycott Bayonetta, he's like, oh, oh yeah, wait yeah. two weeks after the game releases, buy them all used, and, then, and buy Wii U's right. used. So and Nintendo then no one gets the money. Yeah. No one that made it and gets they get the money. Yeah, and see, that's probably probably why they're doing online passes, because they're still, their servers, they're still paying to run those servers that the people are using to play the game that they didn't even... Like, the used games, those that money's still going to GameStop, but the servers are still being maintained by Namco. 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 So, Namco. So, so, uh... Online Pass gives Namco some money back. The good news, now that we've set that up, is, the, like I said, the Wii U version will not have Online Pass, which means used copies, new copies, they'll all run the same. And hopefully, the one time I'm ever going to say this, hopefully that's a limitation of Miiverse, and hopefully it stays that way. 
I mean, I understand why the developers and publishers want the money, and they have the right to have it, but I'm not a fan of Online Pass, so I'm cool with... I don't buy games used, but just on principle, I'm not a fan of Online Pass, so I'm cool with Nintendo never letting it work. I don't know if Nintendo had anything to do with it, or if it's just Namco, we don't want to bother, but either, either way, way, either yeah. way, it works out kind of nicely, even so... So that's what's going on with Miiverse. Hopefully we get some good information on what's really going to be about, like what Miiverse is really about in the next coming weeks. So hopefully we can report to you in our next episode. Because the episode after that is basically the Wii U. So, oh. essentially. Oh, wow. It's It'll be our launch special. Which reminds me, advance notice, dear listeners. Uh-oh. Uh, we're going to do a bit of a blowout for the Wii U. Uh, we'll reveal more in our next episode, but basically expect an extra episode or two with impressions and lead up to the and a countdown to the launch and a couple other goodies there will be confetti you there will be confetti you, you be we will it. drop confetti and it'll make a very soft pitter patter like a gentle rain on the mic but you won't actually see the confetti you'll just hear the well, pitter patter conf- oh it's good it's, it's well it'll be heavy confetti it'll be heavy, heavy confetti heavy confetti confetti can heavy can heavy can heavy heavy confetti can heavy that's heavy anyway Let's get back on track, because that was a bizarro yeah. detour. So, uh, in happier news... Oh, boy. Do you want to take this one? Oh, what? I might as well. Uh, new eShop Hold games. on, hold on, you skipped. And that's why... No. <laughs> I was going to say, do you want to take the happy news about Nintendo cameos? No, oh, man. Fine, I'll take the news. You'll do eShop news, since clearly that's what you want to talk about. So, oh, yeah. Nintendo. You know, they have some pretty famous characters. You got your Mario. You got your Zelda characters. You got your... Your Metroid characters, you got your... I'm not going to list them all. And Nintendo's tossing some of them towards third parties. They've done it before, and they're doing it again. Uh, as we mentioned in the last episode, Tekken Tag Tournament 2 Wii U Edition will have Mario costumes, and Zelda costumes, and Star Fox costumes, and Captain Falcon costumes, and items, and all sorts of things. And now Scribblenauts Unlimited, the Wii U version, will exclusively feature dozens, quote, dozens, of Mario's and Zelda, Mario and Zelda characters and items, including Mario Kart's Mario Mushroom, Zelda characters... Epona, Gorons, possibly hook shots. Uh, kind of neat. You neat. won't be able to use them in the object editor in, in Scribblenauts because obviously Nintendo wants to protect their property, so you can't have Mario shooting up small school children with a machine gun, and you can't have Link like turn into a zombie and gnaw on Princess Peach, Peach's brains or anything. Well, but they'll be that there. Almost turned bad. No brains. Yes. You almost <laughs> made it bad because you have a dirty mind. But no. Uh, <laughs> Point being, Nintendo doesn't want any of that, what you're thinking or what I said, um, happening. I almost said it again, too. Yeah, yeah don't well. say it. Don't say it or have to put a little explicit next to, next to our episode. And we don't want that. We don't want that. <laughs> or do we? We might. I don't know. <laughs> but no. Um, so yeah, that's happening. And you know, Nintendo has had a history of doing this. I actually just wrote a, uh, a new extra article on our site, around Nintendo.com, called Borrowing Mario, where I look at... This exact history, going all the way back to Link and Soul Calibur 2, up through this new news of uh, Scribblenauts. And, you know, the idea, the ups and downs of it. At Nintendo, it wasn't all successes. Soul Calibur 2 was huge, but then EA tried it with some of their games. Not quite as successful. So if you want to hear, see the full story of all the ups and downs, and why Nintendo does it, around Nintendo.com, look for the extra borrowing Mario. It should be around, right along the top row on the homepage. At least if you're listening to this within the time it's released. Yeah. If you're listening to this two months from now, just go to the archives. Pretty average article. Thanks. Yeah. I strive for average. Yeah. I strive for mediocrity. Well, then, you need to pee. <laughs> no, actually, I, I, I'm actually kind of proud of it. It turned out... I, oh, I, did, really? I, I, I did some actual digging. Like, I found, like, actual 
numbers of sales of like the EA games so I could do like a fair comparison because Soul Calibur was huge it was the best selling Soul Calibur 2 on GameCube with Link was the best selling version it was the smallest game the smallest game oh physically yeah the disc was tiny but yeah it was the best it was Namco's best selling see I learned it was Namco's best selling individual release like individual SKU of the entire year that Soul Calibur 2 came out of two, all of 2003 the GameCube version was the single best selling product Namco released that year Whoa. yeah then on the flip side, they put Lil Mac in Fight Night Round 2, and they had Punch-Out in there, and it sold abysmally, that word. It's it, Its sales were abysmal compared to the Xbox and PS2 versions. So it was interesting to see the differences. So yeah, check out that article if you have any interest. I feel like not many people... Well, and if you, if, you want to throw, no. if you want to throw in your own memories of, uh, you know, when Nintendo had cameos in some game, third-party games you may play, feel free to do so, because I know I didn't cover Metal Gear, because those were literally Easter eggs, not cameos. But, you know, stuff like that. So yeah, check that out. And then Scribblenauts will have it in a month as we'll tech in, and you can go draw Mario and have Peach Peach's brains eaten by a zombie whoever. Yeah. You want to talk eShop, correct? Oh, sure. Why not? So we got Puddle hitting the Wii U. The Wii U. Yeah, the Wii U. Yeah, the Wii U eShop. And I guess the best way to describe it would be fluidity. It is fluidity. Fluidity. <laughs> it's totally fluidity. It's fluidity, except you have to get as much of the water... You don't need to get all the water to beat the level across the level. You just have to you get, get as, as much as you can, can. and that's... the more you get, the more points. Yeah, and yeah, it actually. Pretty, I mean, it, yeah, it looks interesting. The, the the reason that it's potentially interesting is one, it's another indie game coming to the e, the Wii U eShop, aiming for launch for the launch window, specifically launch day is their goal. Uh, the developer Neko Entertainment they actually released it already on 360, PS3, and Vita, and even though it's so much like fluidity. It actually came out like six months before Fluidity, so it's just one of those weird coincidences where they have two, you know, two similar games come out at the same time. Kind of yeah. like how Sonic and All Stars Racing Transformed lets you turn to a boat in the plane, and Mario Kart Seven has the hang glider and the propeller, or, 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 and those or, are independent of each other. Or, or, or like how Ants and a Bug's Life came yeah. out. Well, no, that's and, different because Shark Tale. That's different. Well, those Halo. are different. Ants. I've, there's actually a funny story about Ants. So someone left Pixar during a Bug's Life's early pre-production phase, went to DreamWorks, and said, "Hey, they're doing a Bug movie. Let's beat them to it." That's literally what happened. I forgot who. It's some, like, producer that now works at DreamWorks. Oh. Yeah. What about Shark Tales and Finding Nemo? I have no idea. I just know the Ants story. All I heard... All I know, I don't know if this is true, is that that year that those movies came out, someone or someone figured out a good way to animate and, like, to make it look like you're underwater really well. Yeah. So they just exploited that. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was some, like, rendering technology. the end result, Will Smith... <laughs> I like that. In the end result, Will Smith was a fish. <laughs> Basically, yeah. But uh, one other thing that's kind of interesting about... Uh, Jamaican jellyfish, I think. Yeah, Jamaican jellyfish. What? He wasn't Jamaican jellyfish. No, no, there were Jamaican there jellyfish were. in the movie. There were. And Alan DeGeneres was a clownfish or something in the other one. So so do you want Will Smith as a fish or Alan DeGeneres as a fish? I think I'd go with Ellen, actually. She's make- she seems like a better fish. Hmm. You can't have the Fresh Prince be a fish. But you can have Ellen be a fish. Daytime be. talk show host as a fish versus, uh, what's the superhero he played? Who? Smith. Will Smith. You get, oh, um, Hancock. Yeah. Do you want a daytime talk show host as a friendly fish, or do you want Hancock, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, as a fish? Yeah, it's pretty fishy. Yeah, stuff. yeah it's, pre- it's pretty fishy, yeah. Anyway, I was going to say one more thing about, uh, Puddle, and that's that it is taking advantage of the Wii U, um... Fluidity, see, they're making new fluidity for the 3DS, but if you want a home console fluidity, Puddle's probably your best bet. Yeah. So like that's the tide they're changing. Oh, God. That didn't even work. It's not an ocean. It's a puddle. 
Puddles don't have tides. Do you go outside after it rains and see it sloshing around on the ground? No. What are you talking about? Oh, God. Anyway, so Puddle... Don't worry, I won't make of Johnny these puns. So two things about Puddle real quick. One is it will... I'm done. The ship has sailed, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) you you just sunk the quality of this podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I'm here all week. I'm here for two weeks till next episode. You can just keep listening to that joke on loop for two whole weeks. Anyway, (laughs) uh, the thing about Puddle is that, um, like I said, it was out on other systems, and they're actually taking feedback from that. You could report in those versions of the game if a level was too hard. And then they've taken that and they've tweaked the levels and tweaked the difficulty. So it's like little... I mean, little. Um, I was gonna say something else. Um, so never mind. Like, all right. What? Sure. And yeah, it will yeah. support off TV play, so you can play it only on the controller. And you can either use the stick to move the puddles. You can use ZL and ZR, the shoulder buttons, to move the puddles, or to move the world, tilt so the world so ZL the puddle moves. Or of course, it's motion sensing. So much like fluidity and it's and fluidity spin cycle coming up on 3DS, you can also just tilt the gamepad to move the world. Yep. Such fluid controller. Well, we all know that. Yeah, it could be very janky. We had no idea. But yeah, that's coming out. It's just cool to see yet another indie game hitting the eShop. And we spent way too much time talking about that. It did not deserve it. Yeah, it's a good thing the next one doesn't really need that much to say. Well, the next one's not really... Yeah, the only thing... It's not really a next one. It's more just an interesting observation. Yeah, I guess Epic Mickey 2, Power of 2 will be a third-party 3DS game. They'll also be downloadable. It'll be the first North American third-party 3DS game to be downloadable at the same time as it hits retail. Yeah, that's a big deal. It kind of is, because it's like... Here's what I don't understand. So, Nintendo puts their games on the eShop, and uh-huh. they promote heavily downloading the game versus buying it in store. Get double coins at Club Nintendo, get Donkey Kong Original Edition for free, they're doing all this stuff. Yet, no third parties are latching on. Isn't it cheaper for a third party to release a game digitally and have right. it as download? They don't have to buy the bot, they don't have to pay for distribution, they don't have to pay for shipping, they just have the game. I mean, obviously they want to have it in stores for parents to pick up, but what is the harm of also sending Nintendo the file? I imagine Nintendo takes a cut of the sales because they're the distributor of their own eShop. But I imagine, still, I imagine a lot of things. I think the cost would be... But I imagine the cost, even Nintendo's stake of it, is still less than distribution costs. So why don't they just do both? I mean, companies always end up shipping more units that they sell towards the end. Yeah, and then there's all stuff that goes on clearance and never make their money back. So why don't they just do both? I can understand why they want to be in stores for those like uh, impulse buys by parents. But what's the harm? Is Nintendo limiting them? Are they not letting any game go to the eShop? Like, I don't get it. It just doesn't make sense. The gig size was 8 gigs for each game on the eShop? Or the- no, there's no limit. There's no limit? There's no limit at all. Oh, I the Wii- WiiWare had a 40 meg limit. Wow. Only 40 megs, which is why stuff like uh, Retro City Rampage, which just came out on PSN, is original. Yeah. Retro City Rampage was originally a WiiWare game. That went to the other platforms. That became PSN timed exclusive. And it's 1 megabit by 1 MB over the WiiWare limit, so I'd have to use some compression to get it on WiiWare. Oh, wow. Nintendo since then... I almost got it for PSN. If you hold out, it'd be on WiiWare. Maybe they'll get it on WiiWare by the time the Wii U comes out, and they could just download it. Wouldn't it just be called the eShop by then? Yeah, but I'm saying it will be on... It'll be like how the Wii U were? No, no, no. It'll be be like how 3DS is, I imagine, where... I imagine a lot of things, like I just said. (laughs) Where where you go to the eShop, and it has all the DSiWare there. In a section. Oh, yeah, yeah, It'll yeah, probably yeah. be the same way. It'll be all the Wii Wii. Yeah, regardless, it's still called DSiWare. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. and they don't, they're not going to name downloadable games for the Wii U. It's going to be much like the 3DS, where it's just an eShop game. Yeah. they're trying. I think they're trying to drop that distinction of, this is a download-only game, this is a retail game, this is a game that does both. They're all games you can purchase. They're just games. They're not trying. Because when you hear, like, WiiWare, you think a smaller, pocket-sized, cheaper thing. 
than when you think like a retail game. And I think Nintendo's trying to knock down that barrier. As long as I get Flip Note 3D out soon. It's still in the works, apparently. Yeah, well, at least it's, it's at least it is in the works. Yeah, actually, or Nintendo just didn't update the web page that says it's coming. Oh, who knows? Actually, I wouldn't want it right now. I wouldn't even touch it. I have too many other games. <laughs> but uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, it's it's weird that Nintendo like that. Epic Mickey's the first in Japan. Samurai Warriors Chronicles second, which is a sequel to uh, or it's not. It's another Samurai Warriors game for 3DS. Uh, that's gonna be the first one in Japan, or among the first in Japan that's retail and download, as far as I know. But still, why are they so picky? I, I don't understand. No. Hopefully with the Wii U, since Nintendo's saying all their games will be their day one for download, I'm hoping third parties follow suit. Because yeah. it's annoying if you want to go all digital. I like my retail boxes, but if you want to go digital, it's kind of annoying that you can go digital with all Nintendo's own games, and if you want to go get, like, I don't know, Rayman Legends, you suddenly have to go to the store. Like, if they're going to go all digital, go all digital. Support all, have everyone on Yeah, board. I mean, if Nintendo's doing it, you can double get an excuse. Yeah, that's my attitude, at least. Well, and the next thing, which is probably the thing I'm really excited about. I'm looking forward to this, yeah. The, the free... Have you even beaten the game? No, but I will by then. It's, no, I it's won't. It's really hard. The last level... Like... And there's our explicit. Oh, damn it. <laughs> bleep it. Bleep it. We'll bleep in post. It'll be fun. Ah, yeah. I, we've never had a bleep. It'll be good times. <laughs> uh... Well, that's how hard it is. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It was more... Please bleep that in post. Okay, it's 29 minutes in. All right. <laughs> yes. It was I'm making hard. a note of this for you. It was... In. No, yeah, that's a that's a stylus. You can't read it. Yeah, I can't write with a stylus. Well, anyway, some 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 muted mugs on October twenty fifth is getting twenty free levels that are specifically designed for Granny, which is um the unlockable character, right? Yeah. Um, throughout the game, you go to a Granny shop and you buy upgrades for your little water. Like, doesn't support? Granny support all three power ups at once? While yeah, basically. Others? Yeah, I mean, like, which I could, is like, which... I, like I could already play as her and. Right now, it was kind of pointless. I mean, like, I already beat all these levels. Why do I want to beat them again? Except speedrunning them, but there's no timer that, that keeps track of it. Right, so. right, right. But with 20 levels all made for her, that's just awesome. Very yeah. awesome. Yeah, and it's interesting because, yeah, the levels are... How Mutant Muds, <laughs> How the original Mutant Muds was. Are you still laughing about the bleeping yeah. that we have to do? Yeah. How the original... <laughs> I finally have something to edit. <laughs> yeah, for once. You, yeah, usually we just add the music and it's like, cool. I'm gonna find uh like a Nintendo related thing. Maybe I'll, do I'll... a Mario Bading. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Good thing that's although now now code. it doesn't work because now we're talking about how there will be a Mario Bading that they already heard. <laughs> we're talking from the past, from the future. How meta? How meta? Speaking of which, speaking Watch of dinosaurs. meta, speaking of meta, uh, <laughs> this is totally unrelated to anything. I just need to get sat there. NBC, get your act together and get Community back on the air. It's supposed to premiere on Friday of this past week, on the 19th. It's now not Friday, and it's not on. Come on, NBC. Yes, because of all the places you're going to hear this, you're going to hear this in some random Nintendo Hey, they podcast. did a video game episode. Get it? Oh, oh, oh. oh yeah. Anyway, back to me. Watch dinosaurs. God, we're subliminally like mess. We're not even subliminal. We're just like shouting things at people. No, the things uh, you discover on Netflix. Back. To- <laughs> hey, I remember watching that. <laughs> we're, we're, it's not like we're even being sponsored by these people. <laughs> no. Well, I'm criticizing NBC, which is the cool thing to yeah, do. Yeah. So, Netflix, but um, Netflix, uh, uh, let me try. Netflix sucks. No. Why would you say it sucks if you tell people to watch dinosaurs on it? I don't know. You said to criticize people. No, no, cool. no. I'm just saying I'm dead. No, it's cool to criticize NBC because they screwed over community fans. Oh. Anyway. Sorry, Netflix. We have more pressing matters. Mutant Muds. So Mutant Muds, if I remember correctly, weren't the previous levels before this DLC, each level only worked, was designed around one power-up? No. I thought they were. Well, 
You can only have one power up at a time. Yeah, so. yeah, you could. I mean, you could be. So each, the puzzles were all individual power up based, like the platforming puzzles. Well, no, because you could be each level like without the power ups. Oh. The only thing that you needed the power ups for were to access the secret VR. Oh yeah, 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 that's what I meant. That's like, what I only meant. some of them required a certain power, but it wasn't a puzzle. It was just one is just really oh, yeah, high yeah. up, so you just need to jump there. One yeah. needed a special bullet. One needed. Yeah, but but I imagine these levels will be more unique because all yeah, the power because, yeah, will be you have there. them at all times, so, so you, they could get crazy. Yeah, and they're actually based on the PC version, the Steam version of the game had these levels, and now they're bringing them over to the 3DS. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed. Like, oh, I wanted those levels, and, and now we got in for 3D, free. in 3D for free. So awesome, and they're this coming. Game looks awesome in 3D. Yeah, and they're coming October 25th, which is actually a pretty big day for the eShop because it will also be the day. That Suda 51's Liberation Maiden, the first of the three Guild One games that we talked about last episode. Is that the crazy one? That's the top down shooter one from Suda 51, Mr. No More Heroes, and Killer 7. Oh. Uh, crazy one. I mean, it's, yeah, it's the craziest. It's oh, like. I'll check it out. So that comes out the 25th, along with, in honor of Halloween, uh, two virtual console games Castlevania The Great Adventure for Game Boy and Ghosts and Goblins of the NES Days. Definitely getting that one. So yeah, that's all on the 25th, which for the eShops, that's a long one day. So that's a big, that's this Thursday, so be on the lookout, eShoppers. Yep. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's the, and that's the episode, we'll see, no. <laughs> no, I just had Golden Goblins in my head. Oh. Uh, I guess, here's something interesting that, here's something interesting that is kind of a rumor, but at the same time, it's from a very reliable source, so we might as well discuss it very briefly. Um, Nintendo's doing a bit of a restructuring, supposedly. Uh, according to a, a poster over at the NeoGAF forum, that was redundant, <laughs> Game, the Gaming Age Forum forum, NeoGAF, uh, this is a guy who runs a website that basically tracks which departments at Nintendo develop which games. He has contacts in the American branch of Nintendo. He has contacts at NCL in Japan, which is Nintendo Corporate Limited, the mothership. So I, t- I would take him seriously on this. Uh, it looks like next year Iwata is going to be restructuring Nintendo a bit, which could lead to some interesting changes. They're actually building three in new... In the quality of our games? In the who makes the games, what sorts of games, how many new IPs there will be. We want, we might start seeing new franchises. We might start seeing Mimo do smaller budget games and all sorts of other stuff. Oh. Basically, Nintendo's doing a couple different things. They're investing in a new R&D building, which will house 1,200 developers, which is insane because the company right now is only like 5,500 people or something. Well, HD does require more people. Yeah, but exactly. So it's going to have 1,200 developers. They're also going to expand their uh, research and development R&D operations in uh, Kyoto, or not Kyoto, sorry, in Tokyo, which is where EAD Tokyo is based. That's the team that does Mario Galaxy. And they're apparently setting it up so that several veteran developers from other game companies, including possibly Square, uh, Sega, Koei, Epoch, and Konami will be able to... I think it's Epoch. Epoch. it's Epoch. Okay, Epoch and Konami will all apparently be able to, if they choose to or if they're going to, I'm not sure where this is coming from, uh, transition into EAD Tokyo, into the new facilities. They're setting up so they can easily grab people from other companies and bring them in for their talents. So all that's like, oh cool, Nintendo's expanding their developer teams, they need that, as you said, for HD, and presumably to have uh, more games, because they've said, well, yeah, so, many, mean, they've said so many times, mm-hmm. not just bigger games, but more of them, because they've said so many times that like they can't let there be a game drought like there was with the Wii. It's already kind of happening. It kind of happened with the 3DS, and now they're trying to reverse that, too. I know. I'm already... I don't even feel like plugging my Wii back in. Like, on my, well, the Wii's dead in the water. No, no, I mean, like, not even just to play the, like, Kirby and stuff. I feel like just playing them on the Wii U. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Might as well wait. It's only three weeks. Yeah. That's crazy, by the way. 
It's only three weeks. We've been talking about the Wii U as long as this podcast has been in existence, which is almost a year now. And it's only Our three Our podcast weeks. is going to get shorter. Will it? Maybe. I don't think so. Mm. Well, game impression. I don't think our podcast length will change, quite frankly. Quite frankly? Quite frankly. Indeed, I do. Yeah, it's quite frankly. Well, mm. all the rumors will stop being about console releases, and they'll be about games, It'll be about games, yeah. yeah. It'll, it'll be, be more, like the next Zelda instead of the next It'll be more hardware. games, which yeah. I guess is good. But that's how, that's how the, the cycle works. Or we'll be talking about how the Wii U will fare against the then-announced PS4 and Xbox 720. Oh, or boy. You're right. They're not going to get any shorter. Nope. But back to Nintendo's possible restructuring. So on top of all that, and this is the one that strikes me as potentially most interesting, Shigeru Miyamoto might be leaving the his position as the head of all of EAD, which is Nintendo's internal development teams. He basically oversees everything, and he might go to a team uh, comprised... Overseas. No, in the same place. Nice, well, nice try. Well, overseas from us, but he's not going overseas from where he is no, now. No. Your pun didn't work, is the no, message. Um, he oversees things overseas. Okay, sure. Uh, but he might he might be leaving his position as general manager of EAD to work in a smaller with a smaller team of developers, primarily younger developers, and they'll be making smaller games that have you know they'll have less resources at their disposal, but they'll be able to crank them out faster. Maybe even maybe that means downloadable games. I don't know. But basically, if we're wanting new IPs from Nintendo, this might be one way you get them. If you want a new Miyamoto property, this is probably how we're gonna get it. So there's that. Uh, if this is all pan, if this all pans out how it's going to, that would mean, according to the source at NeoGaf, that uh, you want to say his name, Takash Tezuka. Oh, Takash Tezuka. Okay, I said. Is it really Takash? Did you miss like an I or something? No, I copied this right off NeoGaf. Thank you, NeoGaf, by the way. So, if this all pans out how it's expected, the changes that could result include Takash Tezuka who's been with EAD for well over 20 years. He, I believe, is the head of... As uh, long as I'm... Yeah, he's been there since the late 80s, since we were born. He's the... Um, I believe he's the head of the Mario team right now that's doing Mario U, Mario Wii U, New Super Mario Bros. U. He's like he's that guy. So he might become the new EAD general manager, taking me a Mo's place, and then they might form new groups within EAD, within EAD. Like right now they have EAD 1, EAD 2, da 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 and each of them do different types of games. Like one team's responsible for WarioWare and Brain Age, one team's responsible for Mario, one team, you get it. One's the Zelda team. So they might restructure those, and they might expand EAD Tokyo, the Mario Galaxy team, possibly giving good old Sakurai, who we know as the guy behind Smash Bros. and Kid Icarus Uprising, his own department within Nintendo, which means he'd be a Nintendo developer. Which he needs. Opposed to an external... Well, he, right now he's an external contractor with oh, yeah, Nintendo. So he needs to be a... Yeah, he does. Before someone else snatches him up. Yeah. So that's what might be happening. It's a whole lot of mix around... Like, it's a whole bunch... I just got a whole bunch of information. But if it pans out, I think it's good for Nintendo. It'll give him more flexibility. It'll let Miyamoto do more of what he wants to do. While also preparing for the eventual retirement of Miyamoto, it's going to happen eventually. Just remember that you could pause this at any time if you need to take notes. Yeah, if you need to take notes or you need to uh, make a, a tree, like a diagram tree of who's going where, <laughs> then you're then you're stuck because my explanation will not help you at all. It was all very vague, but but yeah, it's it's it's. I think it's good for Nintendo, and it's as you point out, it's crucial right now when they're about to enter the HD age and they need all the developers they can get, and they need room for all those developers, so they need new buildings. Yeah, that's so, yeah, the, that's, that's what a lot of the companies I remember were saying when they announced the Wii U. They were just like, oh, the Nintendo is definitely not ready to handle like, yep. an HD console. So they looks, don't know what they're getting used It looks to like now. Iwata is prepping for that. And it looks like Mimo is also getting his wish of making more of what he wants to make. So it's win-win. And if Sakurai becomes a Nintendo lead guy, that's triple win. Win-win-win. So while we're on the topic of industry... Uh-oh. It's everyone's favorite time. We need a jingle or something. 
We need a chime so people know when they could either we need like stay a, or we leave. Need, we need a triangle that we just hit once when it starts and hit once when it ends. Do you have a triangle? I do not have it. I, I carry a triangle in my back pocket, yes. Just in case there's a spontaneous I have song a hidden that breaks out. the Eiffel Tower. You have a what? A hidden blade inside the Eiffel Tower. Oh, that's nice. Why do you have a knife inside an Eiffel Tower? I don't know. Why do you not have one? Because it's weird to. Anyway, it's Jason <laughs> Sales Corner time. More industry talk. Uh, so let's jump, <laughs> let's jump right into Jason Sales Corner, shall we? Also... My phone just buzzed if anyone heard that. Uh, we had a few too many? No. Yes, my phone had a few too many and it buzzed. I got a, te- I had a few too many texts, so now it's buzzing. Yeah. Uh, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, you're horrible today. Uh, so, September, NPD, they are the group that... Tra- or, NPD, they are the group that tracks sales of the video game industry. Their September numbers are out. And the trend of suckiness for the industry continues. Uh, the industry decline is still going... Uh, September saw some more high-profile games than the last few months, I'd say. I mean, we got Madden, we got Borderlands, we got Mario. All those came out right at the end of August into September, which means they're really being tracked for September. So they performed well, but overall, industry sales were still were still down 24% compared to last September. So that's not huge. And lots of analysts are saying it might not be big because it's console fatigue. Yeah, there's new Wii U, but 360 and PS3 owners, they've had their systems on... They could potentially have had their systems for, like, going on eight years now, I think. Eight? Seven, eight. 2006 to 2012. Eight, yeah. 2006, 2012. That's, like, six. Yes, it is. Wow. Wow. It's seven years for Xbox, six years for PS3. There we go. Wow. You need to go back to third grade. I do. They're, 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 no, second grade. They're learning that right now. Yeah, I, I, I should go back to second grade. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that oh. nice that the guy that can't add... Or can't subtract 6 from 12 is the one who's best spit out a whole bunch of numbers. I'll bring you some worksheets. Thanks. From the school. Thank you. So, hardware. Let's do hardware, then we'll do software, and then we'll talk about why we abandoned Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, we didn't quite abandon it. We didn't abandon it. We're just behind by two years. And that's actually two years. That's not really one year, and I can't do math. That's really two <laughs> years. So, hardware. Uh, unsurprisingly, Xbox 360 is still the top dog. 270,000 units in September. Uh, Nintendo didn't release any specific 3DS numbers, but some data that got leaked slash, you know, numbers that were hinted at but weren't specifically given uh, put it at at least 216,000 units in September, probably closer to 250,000 units. So not horrible by any means, but considering that uh, the XL just launched at the end of October, you would think sales would be a bit higher, especially when you look at the fact that last year at this time, the 3DS following its price drop saw 260,000, which is at least 10,000 more than whatever number. You know, if you go with the high end of the estimate for the 3DS for this year, the 2060, or 260,000 is at least 10,000 more. And that's with the launch of a redesign. So that's not great. Hmm. It's not horrible. Nintendo's still selling. Imagine how much worse it would be if there wasn't the XL. But when you launch a redesign, especially when Nintendo, as I mentioned in other episodes, has been billing it as the relaunch of the 3DS... You kind of assume it'll do a little better. Yeah, I mean, I feel like people didn't see it like they did the DS Lite. It wasn't a necessity like the DS. Yeah, the Lite. DS Lite seemed like like a necessity. Oh, it's, it's a clear improvement, and I want it. The 3DS XL, I think, because the previous XL was definitely a. For those that well, no, it, I think it's game. less that the DSi XL was not much of an improvement. I think because no, I mean that didn't sell tremendously, but it had its you know legion of fans. Well, exactly. I think no, I think it's more like. 
the DS to the DS Lite, there was a noticeable improvement in design and screen technology in the game no, library. Like, is the average person seeing that noticeable improvement? That's what I'm, yeah, no, I'm saying they're not. Like, I'm not. I don't think they're going. Oh, the DSi XL wasn't much, so this one won't be either. I think they're going. It's not much compared to the 3DS. Like, I look back when I got my DS and my DS Lite, and it was night and day. When I look at my 3DS and my 3DS and a possible 3DS XL, it's like, I don't know, daytime and... Yeah. Or it'd be like early morning sunrise versus peak day. Like, it's not a huge... It, it's it's sunnier. It's nicer, but it's not night and day. Yeah. That's a horrible analogy, but I'm, right. yeah. I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it. I liked it. Thank you. Uh... I mean, I love the XL. Don't get me wrong. I think it. I don't think it's night and day, but I think it's a great improvement. The the big screen's so much nicer, and that just the build. You never saw much you brought it today, right? I didn't bring it with me because we are not going to be in a place I want to carry it in my pocket after this. It's about the street pass. Whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're going to LA Live after this for anyone that's wondering. That's home of Staples Center and Nokia Theater, where they have a random also. Starbucks and a random Starbucks. And where Farmers Field will be if uh, LA builds its football stand, but yeah, I'm not. I, I that would be a great place to street pass, but I don't have a pocket for it really. Yeah, anyway, right, back to Nintendo. Anyway, back to real issues. Um, oh yeah. So the like the XL, yeah, I, I think is a great improvement, but it doesn't have the same marketability of an improvement as the DS Lite did, and it didn't launch with Brain Age and New Super Mario Bros. It launched with New Super Mario Bros. Two after there's already been three New Super Mario Bros. games if you count two. Um, the, it's awesome. the third one. It is awesome. The other pack is. Bleeping hard. Yes. Oh, you censored yourself. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, when New Super Mario Bros. came out, it was the first Mario game of of that kind in like a decade or something. Yeah. This time, it's the third one in however many years. So. Yeah, well, and there's no Brain Age. There's no casual hook like there was last time. We haven't had a Brain Age yet. Uh, December. Yeah. December. Concentration training. Yeah, what Nintendo dogs have they been carrying the weight? No. The game didn't do that. Doggone well. it. Oh, God. Anyway, so that's uh, that's hardware for the 3DS. Uh, you know what we haven't talked about? I, I wonder how many people have actually noticed this. I have not given Wii numbers in months. Hardware numbers for the Wii. And there's a reason. Nintendo hasn't been putting out the numbers. How it works is MPD distributes. <gasps> how it works, yeah, because it's so low. How it works is MPD puts out the numbers. They used to release them publicly. The actual okay, number. Well, can't they spin and say literally every single household has a Wii? There's no one left. They to can, buy but why from. even bring it up if it's gonna be we sold eighty thousand, which is nothing. Like, they could say, I mean, hey, yeah, they could spin. 000. Yeah, but when you're it's when Xbox three sixty sells two hundred seventy thousand, eighty thousand sounds low. It is very low for US sales. But I mean, if you, if a game sells eighty thousand, it's a bomb. I mean, what are lifetime sales for both consoles? I don't know Xbox, but the Wii's at ninety seven million, ninety one million worldwide. The Wii's doing fine worldwide. It's just, it's stagnant now. So the problem is, and the, it, because of stagnant, sales are obviously not moving one way or another. They haven't had any high-profile releases. Kirby didn't even chart in the top ten. So yeah. it's just Kirby's dream Well, collection. Kirby was more of a, if you like it or not. Yeah. But I'm Everything not surprised. It's been really I, niche. There hasn't, yeah, there has not been a high-profile Wii game for quite a while, and there won't be. It's done. Kirby was the last major game. But point being... Uh, so they haven't released Wii numbers, and as such, it's hard to report these non-existent numbers. But I think Nintendo has been saying in interviews lately that they're still going to push the Wii really hard this holiday as a <laughs> as basically a cheaper alternative to the Wii U. Like there's still plenty of people that think it's a good value, and to make it a better value, they recently dropped the price to uh, one twenty nine ninety nine. They swapped out the New Super Mario Bros. and Mario Galaxy soundtrack bundle for a bundle that includes both Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort, a Wiimote Plus, and a Nunchuck All-130. Which I don't personally think is better, but I think the average person would like it's it. It's the better deal to the person who wants a Wii but was waiting for the price to be right. Yeah. 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 
And I don't know why it baffles me still why they include a Mario soundtrack. First of all, Especially I get Nintendo. A game fan. That's not even in, it was yeah, it was for a game yeah. that wasn't even included in the bundle. Just put it on Club Nintendo so I could have exactly. it. Exactly. We're the one the ones that own the Wii are the ones that wanted that. The hardcore fans. The know. casual soccer mom who picks up the Wii is like, What is this like, what? And just tosses it aside. Nintendo don't care. They don't yeah. Thank you, Sega. Sega does let Nintendo, you know. Yeah. That's what the Genesis days taught me. Genesis days. What right, yeah. Nintendo don't. Isn't that how it goes? Sixteen bit of no sixteen bit blast processing. Yeah. Sonic runs faster. Anyway. It's funny. Did you know that the specs of the Super Nintendo are actually higher than the Sega Genesis? Blast processing. Yeah. Sega Genesis is 16-bit and Super Nintendo is 32-bit. Yeah. Because like, everything was better except for the speed of the... Yeah. The blast processing, processing was a total marketing ploy. Nothing more, nothing less. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 70 megabits per second and like 30-something megabits per second. Or something. Either way, it was half the bits. <laughs> like, in terms like of that. graphic fidelity, it was literally they half. They should have said it like that. Yeah, that would not sell. <laughs> that's not very market friendly. Thirty-five bits of megabits of faster processing. Yeah, yeah, well, that sounds enticing. <laughs> but yeah, it, it makes uh, going oh, back whatever. to the Wii for a split. Going back to the Wii for a split second. Uh, I'm curious to see if this price drop moves any significantly larger number of Wiis. Like, I wonder if it'll chart next month, or if Nintendo will feel confident enough to release the numbers. I feel like they won't. No. I feel like they might see a rush around Black Friday, and then they'll release. They'll do a press release like the Monday after Black Friday, and they'll be like. Nintendo systems hot as ever. They do this every year. They'd be like, uh, the Wii U sold X number of million that, in the first week on the market. The 3DS broke previous sales records by blah, 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 because we released these new bundles that we are going to tell you about closer to you know, when they come out. And the, uh, the DS is still selling great, and the Wii sold this many, which is up from last year's also probably abysmal numbers. So I guarantee we'll get a press release like that on Monday after Black Friday. Hopefully. But yeah, I'll be interested to see how that works. Uh, software software side of things, uh, unsurprisingly, top game of the month was Madden, Ooh. as it is every year. Madden 13 is actually up 11% in sales from Madden 12, meaning it sold over 2.55 million units. All right. That's a lot. That's across all platforms, but that's still a lot of games. A lot of Maddens. A lot of, a lot of Madden that, yelling at people. I know there's a, lot of, there's a pun in there using Madden, but I don't... It's Maddening? Yeah. 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 Uh, Nintendo only had one title on the charts, and that was New Super Mario Bros. 2. It uh, came in fourth place, 295,000 units in its second month on the charts, Ooh, which actually metal, is pretty good. The, it's pretty good. Still, if you yeah. combine it with the first month, it's doing quite well for initial, you know, initial rollout. Um, however, Nintendo hasn't released digital sales numbers. Th- these are only retail sales, so it's interesting. I'd be curious to see, on top of that 295,000, how many were sold through the eShop, but Nintendo's not releasing Would that, that really be counted toward only... It won't count. NPD draws their numbers independently from retail establishments and then provides them to Nintendo. So if Nintendo says NPD says, then they're not including their retails, or I mean their download sales. Oh. Uh, they did also point out that while the launch of the XL... Well, they didn't point this out, but as we know, the launch of the XL didn't exactly, you know, ignite hardware sales, but did seem to help software sales. Uh... 89% increase in 3DS software sales compared to last month, year. I did not write that down. I apologize. It's an eight, They saw an 89% Neutral, jump in software that, sales. But how's that, oh, I did write it. automatically correlated with I did XL? write that. They're saying that after the XR came out, from August to September, there's a jump oh, in all okay. 3DS. Yeah, I did write month to month. Yeah. All 3DS software sales went up by 89%, like total. And they specifically called out upticks in sales of older games like Mario Kart 7. Uh, Star Fox 64 3D, Kid Icarus Uprising, and Zelda Ocarina of Time. All four of those saw an uptick, which helped contribute to that 89%, along with obviously oh, yeah, New yeah, Super yeah, Mario Bros. Yeah, 2. I, I, I bet you the majority of that uptick was New Super Mario Bros. 2 strong sales. 
and they're just lumping it all into one because it sounds better. Uh, Was also, there an Excel bundle that came with um, no Super Mario Bros. 2? No bundle, yeah. Anywhere in the world? Uh, Europe, I think. Oh. But I'm sure we'll get one on Black Friday, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's a white XL. That's what's in Europe. One. They're doing a Mario Kart white XL bundle in Europe uh, now. Oh. So, uh, One other little milestone that Nintendo announced that involves MPD is... Super Mario 64 DS, which came out way back in 2005 with the original Nintendo DS, just past the milestone of 5 million units sold in the U.S. alone. That puts it in a somewhat exclusive club with only two other individual games. Uh, New Super Mario Bros. with 10.6 million and Mario Kart DS with 8.5 million. Those are the only three games. games? Those are the only three Nintendo DS games, individual Nintendo DS games, to sell over 5 million per game. I say individual because Pokemon... When you add together the two different versions of, say, Diamond and Pearl, they are above 5 million as well. But Nintendo's saying of individual SKUs, those oh. three Mario-related tiles are the only three to pass 5 million in the U.S. Interestingly, Super Mario 64 DS is only a million behind the sales of the N64 original now. Which isn't actually that... It's kind of surprising, but it isn't actually... I don't know if it's more surprising that Mario 64 DS sold that well... That Mario 64 didn't sell that well. <laughs> like, I'm not sure which end to look at it. But, either way, there's a new milestone for you. And that wraps up Jason's Sales Corner, and that wraps up the news of this episode. That's what's up with Nintendo these two weeks. It's a slow two weeks, but did see the release of Pokemon Black and White 2. And as we mentioned at the top, and then again in the middle... We did not buy them. Yeah, so this week we're doing what we're not playing and why. And then we'll talk about what we are playing, which ironically and totally by coincidence, in my case, is the original Pokemon Block. Oh. I might play gameplay that has slowed down a bit. So we'll just do we'll just do why we're not playing Black and White 2, plus why I'm playing Black, and then we'll wrap it, yeah. I guess. And we have a lot coming up in the next episode, so definitely stay tuned to the end for a preview of what's to come. Yeah, so... So let's talk about why we stretch. didn't get... Black and White 2. Alright, well, the obvious reason I haven't been in Black and White 1, that's... That's well, my reason. I just started Black, like, last week. Yeah. Anyway. But <laughs> even so, I was really reluctant to get Black and White 1 to begin with. I mean, I got well, it, like, yeah, I got it this year, well, here, late, not that long ago. Here's the funny thing about Black, in my case, is I bought Black version last summer, July 2011. I started work, like, three days after it arrived. I literally did not open it till last week. I, when I get a game, I play it as soon as I get it. I have bought so many games since I got black, and I've played them. I just, I don't know. I just wasn't interested in black at the time. Then I played it when I was on Airplane to Chicago last week, and I was like, oh, okay. Did you beat Diamond and Pearl? No. I, don't, I, I think the only Pokemon games I've actually beaten in their entirety are Red and Silver. The other ones I get far, but I think I stopped somewhere at like the 4th or 5th gen in Diamond and Pearl. Oh. To me, honestly, the thing with Pokemon is the formula... Just got stale. There's only so many times you could catch them all. So so many times you could go through the eight gyms. It's the same basic game, and that's something I applaud Black for. Is that when I started playing, I noticed they streamlined it a lot. They cleaned it up a lot. It's the same formula still, but they mix it up just the right amount. Like you suddenly have these two other characters that aren't quite rivals, more like friends that you keep interacting with. They had this weird PETA story of sorts where it's like gotta save the gotta liberate the Pokemon. Like instead of like Team Rocket just being evil, it's like these people with like a cause, like. I'm sure they have an evil intention I haven't gotten to yet, but, you know. It's enough streamlining and tweaks to make it more interesting, but at the same time, it's kind of like Black 2 is literally just an extension of Black 1, so I'm happy with just Black 1, especially since I just started it. But, like, I don't have a desire for Black 2 because they tweaked the formula just enough for me that I'm cool with playing through Black, the original Black, while 
And that, you know, and then that's good. I can play through the original black. It's enough difference. But then if two's like black one, it's like I don't need the same thing twice. So I'll just stop. No. Oh. No. That's my angle on it. No, yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, for me, it was, I guess it's getting pretty different. Um, for me, I just, the formula didn't get stale. It's just more what I enjoyed playing in Pokemon. My focus on what I enjoyed about Pokemon completely changed. Mm-hmm. Before I got Diamond and Pearl, the first Pokemon game I played was... I went straight from Blue Version all the way to Pearl to Diamond. And you didn't play anything? You never played Gold and Silver? Nope, I went straight what to is Diamond. Ro- okay, Gold and Silver arguably the best game... Silver is arguably the best game in the series. I'm slamming my hand down in anger. What? <laughs> what? Are you serious? I remember I wasn't even that interested yeah. in the first Pokemon. I just... I have it because... I had it because it came with my Game Boy Color. Uh, so you did have it. Revelations. No, blue version. Oh, blue. Sorry. Yeah, it came with my Game Boy Color, so that's how I ended up playing it. I gotcha. And since I didn't play Diamond until many years later, that's I got so addicted to Pokemon that I just played it so much. I just, yeah, I just you know, I got tired of... I just yeah. wanted to go straight to battling. Actually, that was it. My focus has changed to only battling. Like, if you look at my original... Yeah. Diamond card is like over 500 hours of gameplay and that was just EB training and battling and doesn't even count how many hours I spent on this Pokemon emulator not not emulator this um, battle simulator where you just oh, battle people one. online yeah. like literally like right now just the way I feel about Pokemon is my ideal Pokemon game would just be the battles just online battles just so basically just pick, ba- Pokemon Battle Revolution ba- yeah, yeah Battle Revolution with you get to pick your own Pokemon like Right. I really enjoyed when they gave you battles to battle, but see, then I think just, in just some cut way, out the story. Yeah, so, I, mean, I still like Pokemon. I just don't really care to do. The eight see, I think I think that's kind of what I was saying. Where the formula is stale. You're cool. You like the gameplay itself of the battles, but everything else around it, you're just tired of. Yeah, that's why I guess I got stuck on the fourth gym. Like I just oh, wanted in, to get in, 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 black in, and white. in black. Like I just wanted to get to the battle so fast that I just kind of got like uh, I'm not even gonna. I don't even want to get into it competitively again because. Yeah. It's a big time investment, and I really want to do that again. Now, the funny thing is, since I obviously kind of burned out on it, and I started playing Black so far after the others, I do want others, the Pokedex Pro, like a lot for fifteen dollars on off the eShop. Yeah, yeah, but I really want it for some reason. So I just buy it. No, I, I'm, I'm gonna get it. Yeah, but what, what I was gonna say is, that I think because I had such a big gap before Black, and because Black has been streamlined, I'm actually enjoying it a lot more than I expected. I don't think I, I still don't think I'm gonna get Black too because it's literally more of the same like nintendo has said it's just total fan service it's everything everyone wants about pokemon in a game so it's like okay i just want the streamlined okay. <laughs> experience and that's it i don't need anything else so i don't know if i'm yeah. gonna get black but i am enjoying the or black too but i'm enjoying the original yeah so, i mean i thought a break from pokemon was what the break helped. seemed to have helped me i mean it did a little i mean i got to the fourth gym and i do plan on finishing it eventually but if i really was so interested i wouldn't have stopped playing i mean right now i'm playing professor layton one mm-hmm Instead of Pokemon. And, right. Yeah, so that's the game I'm into right now. Yeah, and I will say, uh, just about the engine they use for Pokemon Black 1 and presumably 2, it is an upgrade graphically. Like, I know everyone's like, oh, it looks kind of the same, but the 3D's nice. The way they do scaling where it zooms in. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the movie really camera nice. during the battle is pretty, pretty appreciated. Yeah. Along with... Dynamic like, camera. Yeah, dynamic yeah. camera. Um, it just, it feels like an upgrade. Even the little animations, like, they're not much, but, it when, helps. but when I went back and played um, my hard gold, just, like, to check out... It feels out, really like, dull, right? Yeah, just, like, I don't know, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it, it, it feels def- lame. It, Black really does feel like an upgrade, not just in gameplay, but in looks and whatnot. Yeah, I and mean, story, I mean, it, I mean is, it, was, it is a slightly more mature story, because they're literally, like, it's not just good versus evil, it's, I mean, like, they also fix some liberation things, of things, like, and... I mean, also really, like, the, the fact that, you know, 
those HMs. You always had a Pokemon that you didn't care because you yep. fed it all the HMs. Oh yeah, the fact that HMs and TMs, like all, both of them, are now free to use however you want. Yeah, is they, nice. Yeah, they're not one-time use, and you could get rid of HMs without going to some specific guy that yep. will get yep. rid of them for yeah, you. Yeah, that's. I think that's the streamlining. Or like for example, just getting to the first gym. It was just so much. E- I feel like it's just much more like efficient. In, like it was never hard to get to the first gym, but this one I did a lot faster and a lot, and I trained my Pokemon a lot quicker and got to that stage. Well, you are Jason, so that does say a lot. Well, no, what? No, <laughs> I know I'm bad at games, but no, I mean just like something about it just felt like more like it was just more. Here's point A, here's point B, go. And who like, did you start with? Tepig. Tepig. The fire pig thing. Oh. The fire pig. pig. Yeah, it's what people <laughs> wanted. They wanted um when they first announced, I remember people wanted to call him Embor, which turned out to be the final form's name. I just wish Snivy was actually named. Oh, what was it? Smugleaf. Smugleaf, such a better name. Yeah. Yeah. But Oshawott. Oshawott. Yeah, Oshawott. They didn't even bother translating. <laughs> it still like, sounds, it sounds good it enough. It still sounds Japanese. Yeah, it's, it's totally so many Pokemon does. But yeah, so I guess those are our Pokemon problems that we named the episode after. It's just we're burning out. Uh, we would love to hear if you're st- if you got Pokemon Black and White too, listeners, and you uh, are kind of appalled at our suggestion that we didn't want it. Wh- defend yourself. Tell us what we're missing out on with Pokemon Black and White too, and let you know fellow listeners of the podcast know why you think it's worth picking up. So uh, you can do that by leaving a comment. Ramtown.com. Go to this episode, Pocket Monster Proms. I believe it's episode twenty-seven. Seven. Yeah, so go do that. Or yeah, let, you if you know. leave a convincing argument, Jason will leave right now. If you leave, well, I'm already go buy it. Yes, if you could, if you somehow give us an argument before you listen to this as we record it, I will <laughs> leave right now in the middle of the recording and go buy it. No, but seriously, if you give a convincing enough argument, one of us will check it out and we will give our impressions. It'll be Jason. Yeah, it'll be me. And we will. I, yeah, I, I tend to just buy games, and we will. We will talk about it in future episodes. So we do want to hear why you think it's worth picking up, or why you think we're completely absurdly wrong or right about Pokemon Burnout. And pocket monster problems. And with that, I think... You do want Pokemon typing, though. That looks like... That's fun. not coming to America. Oh. Pokemon teaches typing. You really want that? You know how to type. Uh, yeah, but it's Pokemon. You want Pikachu to tell you how to type? It, it, you need it, Squirtle walking you through the, the t- layers Q, W, E. You need Squirtle to teach you QWERTY. Typing never looks so fun. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, it's, you know, it. this episode was a bit of a mixed bag in terms of news, so it's a bit of a shorter one. Back to our old time length of about an hour instead of an hour and a half. But uh, going forward... Our last ones have been like an hour 40. Yeah. Giving you a teaser of what's to come, we are going back to longer episodes because there's a lot coming up. Uh, Stay tuned for next episode in two weeks' time where not only will Nintendo's final quarterly financials, which sounds boring, but trust me, in this case won't be, they're the final ones being released before the Wii U, which means basically Nintendo's going to lay out... It's it's basically going to lay out what it expects the Wii U to do, how it's going to affect the company, and what it means for the future of Nintendo. So there's that. There's also, that's not necessarily the most enticing thing, so maybe this is. We're giving away some Wreck-It Ralph stuff. The movie's coming out right around the time of the next when episode. When you say stuff, you make it sound like more than one type of stuff. You're right, we're giving away a Wreck-It Ralph t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a Comic-Con exclusive shirt that we got at Comic-Con exclusively. And uh, we got two of them to give away. Next episode, we will explain how you can win one. And maybe we'll also, is the movie out by next episode? It comes no. out November 2. November 2nd. So it will be out, but we won't be able to see it. Because I'm going to be on an airplane on that day. We will talk about Wreck-It Ralph in a future episode, but we will be doing the giveaway to oh, tie man. in... When am I going to watch Frank and Weenie, then? We'll figure that out. But we'll... <laughs> one day? Huh? We could do both in one day, yeah. Double feature? Anyway, 
We'll, we'll explain how to get the Wreck-It Ralph shirt for yourself. They're both Disney, too. Okay, calm down. How to get the Wreck-It Ralph shirt for yourself next episode. Plus, as I said earlier, we're going Wii U blowout after that. Uh, stay tuned. In November, we're doing a, count- a final countdown episode. We're doing an impressions episode, and we're doing our normal episodes. It's a whole lot of Wii U. It's going to be fun. It's only three weeks away. All to the music of the final countdown. Oh, man, if we did a whole hour and a half podcast to that song on loop, I don't know if that'd be amazing or annoying or both. I think a little both. Are we going to allow to? Eh, no. <laughs> well, yeah, we're non-profit, maybe. Europa, I think it was. Europe, Europe not Europa. Europe. <laughs> Europa. But, uh, yeah, so that's, <laughs> so that's all coming up. Uh, definitely stay tuned. And as always, if you want... As always, if you want to get in touch with us, randomtown.com, leave a comment in episode 27. Hit us up on Twitter or follow us on Twitter to stay up on the list. Randomtown happenings, including all our extra articles. Including, actually, in a few weeks, we will be covering some interesting stuff going on in Nintendo World, because I'll be in New York. So, possibly Mario, Paper Mario launch event. Or pictures. And pictures. So, uh, yeah, keep an, you can keep an eye on all that by following us on Twitter at Nintendo. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search Ram Nintendo so you make sure you don't miss an episode. And with that, I think that'll do it. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye.